Thank you, Richard. Good morning. I hope uh, we all had a great time on the 4th of July. Did we? Yeah. Okay, all right. Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, we're talking about freedom this morning. Uh, freedom that um, is not just political, it's not just national, but freedom of the soul, freedom of our lives, freedom to do what God has placed in our hearts to do. And uh, I want us to, uh, if you have your Bibles, you can turn to uh, Galatians uh, chapter 5. And uh, it's one of those passages that really makes a big impact on uh, not just religion, not just the way we go after God or interact with God, but uh, in our life, in our present life. What's going on when uh, we are tempted, when we are feel uh, guilty, feel that we are not really making it. So here, the Apostle Paul writes to the Galatian church, and it says from chapter 5, verse 16, So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. On verse 1, he says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Mark my words, I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be no value to you at all. You see, the issue was that it was national pride. It was Jewish national pride. And, you know, even though Christ showed with his life that he came for everyone, not just the Jewish people, they felt that people that were to follow Christ had to be first circumcised, just like Abraham was, and therefore going to all the traditions of, of the Jewish nation before they could actually become part of the synagogue, part of the church. And Paul had to fight very strongly and very hard because... He basically knew in an, in an extraordinary way. And he writes in Romans, he writes in this, uh, in this book, in this letter to the Galatians, that, you know, we are sons of Abraham. Remember, Abraham had two sons. One was the son, the first son, the firstborn, was born as Ishmael, the son of the slave woman. But the other one was the son of promise. God promised Abraham and Sarah that they would have a son, that they would have, actually their descendants would be just like the stars of the sky and the sand in the seashore. He gave him this amazing promise. And the difference between a promise and the reality of what we can work out with our hands is that a promise that God gives requires faith, requires trust. Whereas 
the other side of things that I do with my own hands. I, I work and I make money and uh, I, I do things in the garage and I can fix things and I can do all these things. That just doesn't require any faith. It just requires hard work. It requires, you know, consistency. It requires, you know, again and again failure and trying again and trying again and pulling us out by bootstraps as the world talks about. This is what this is all about. But God says, we are sons of Abraham, sons of promise. God promised him that we would be that thousands of thousands of thousands of people that are also sons of, and daughters of Abraham. And here we are. We're worshiping Yeshua. We're, we're worshiping Jesus Christ, the one and only begotten of the Father. And God made it so clear and so guaranteed that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to make it all free for us. To make us free, to set us free. So no matter what goes on in your life today, in your personal life, what goes on in the way you are doing your life, whatever problems you're going through, whatever frustrations you're going through with yourself, I don't know about you, but you know, I, the more I try to be good, the more I fail. The more I try to, you know, go through the straight and narrow and be truthful and be, you know, righteous and be all the good things that God wants me to be and has given me so much knowledge and so much teaching and so much power to do, the more my nature, the thing that I always feel, it just clips my wings and, you know, helps me fall on my face and make, embarrass myself, the more that nature comes up and worsens my behavior, worsens my ability to follow Christ. And this morning I want to take opportunity with the 4th of July, the Independence Day of the United States of America, for us to remember that we have been brought out as sons of God for freedom. For freedom. And it's important for us to understand that freedom is something that is costly. When you look at the War of Independence, when you look at what happened to all the Patriots, all those who said, you know what, no, there's not going to be taxation without, without representation. We want to be free men. We are not going to be enslaved by King James on the other side of the Atlantic who decided that because some people that fled because they needed to, be, to have freedom uh, into the United States and, and went to the shores of of New England and then all of all of the United States of America, some of those people, because whatever lands they were able to take on, they belonged to King James. And they were under the jurisdiction of the king, the monarch, who decided how much taxes they would pay. There wasn't any discussion, an absolute monarch. And they said, no, we are going to fight this. And most of those men and women died so that we may have freedom. Freedom to decide 
on how much taxes to pay. Freedom to decide what we're going to be called. Freedom to decide how we're going to rule our lives. What kind of systems we're going to use. What kind of declaration of independence we're going to be looking at. And this is the same thing that you and I are struggling with every day in our personal lives. You know, we want to do good. We want to be good children. We want to be good sons and daughters of the Almighty God. We want to follow Jesus. And yet, again and again, we just keep falling, sometimes into the same sin, the same pattern. And this morning, I want to give you the solution to this big problem. The Patriots fought from 1775 to 1783 to finally gain their independence. How do you gain your freedom, your spiritual freedom in Christ? I see little John is really excited right now and he's looking at me and saying, wow, I want to know that. <laughs> I want to know what exactly, how do I do it? I'm starting out. Well, it takes sacrifice. Freedom takes sacrifice. But the good news is that you do not need to sacrifice your life for your freedom. Someone else has already done that. Jesus Christ sacrificed himself for us. He made himself sin so that all the sins of all of mankind, including yours and mine, will be accounted for on the cross, will be paid for on the cross. We do not have to fight the war of independence again because the patriots that fought and died already gained that victory for us. We have political freedom, but we also have spiritual freedom. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So I say, live by the Spirit and you will not be, will not be gratifying the desires of the Spirit. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit. And the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. This was a problem from the beginning. This is not something new. I want to you know, let you know that this is not something new that just happens to Christians 2,000 years after Christ, after the apostles died. This is what happened from the beginning because we are sons of Adam and Eve. We have the same nature. And therefore, we're going to go through the same trouble, the same persistence that requires for us to be set free. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness and orgies and the like. I warn you, and I, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Notice that it's not just the one sin. Yes, one sin can kill. But it's not just one sin, but it's a pattern of sinning. So our, our solution this morning is not about 
being totally free from sin. By being able to lean on the right person, do the right thing so that we can avoid a pattern of sin that leads to destruction. Destruction of our own soul, of our own mind, of our own bodies, as well as our own relationships. There was a story about the slaves in Jamaica. Finally, freedom was declared for every slave on the island. But some of the slaves who were, I'm sure, unable to read, unable to understand, and had no access to what happened, kept on working for their masters because they never realized that they were free. They were set free. By law, they were set free. Their, their slave masters had no power over them. They had no authority over them anymore. But yet, they had no knowledge. And so the slave masters kept using them and abusing them and taking advantage of them because they did not know. So many Christians this morning are not aware of the power and the willingness, the desire of God our Father to make us free. Whatever habit it is, whatever problem you have, it may be your tongue, it may be your, your, your different senses, you know, and you have to be careful. You remember that little song that we sang in Sunday school, Be Careful Little Eyes What You See? <laughs> it's all the five senses, what you hear, what you smell, what you inhale. Be careful. It's so easy to borrow money, isn't it? But so tough to pay it back. It's so easy to indulge in this and that little thing that, oh, this was nice, this is good, this is fine. Before we know it, we have lost our freedom. I want to start by saying that we're all sons of God. Whether you're a male or female, you're a son of God. Whether you feel it in your bones, whether you realize it in your head, in your mind, in your heart, you are a son of God. Why? Because we are children of Abraham. And Abraham through Sarah, Abraham through the promise of God. It's not through Ishmael, who was a slave, the, the, the son of a slave, and God separated him from the promises of Israel. There were two different nations. He became a great man, a great nation, but he was separate from the promise family. You and I belong to him. And just like Abraham, we do not need to be circumcised physically so that we can belong. Because there is a circumcision, a spiritual circumcision that happens every time you and I come to Christ and in His name ask the Lord God Almighty to forgive us. But the new sign of the covenant is no longer circumcision. The new and improved sign is the presence of the Holy Spirit of God in our lives.
That is the solution to the problem that we have in front of us. If you want to be free, you have to live your life in the Spirit. You have to know who you are in Christ Jesus. You have to read the Word of God. You have to eat of that food, the spiritual food, so that you can be built up, so that you can have the power and the wisdom to avoid all the traps and be able to live the life that God has for you and for me. Our natural birth leads us to the natural way of all flesh, rebelling against God, trying to control the uncontrollable and falling flat on our faces. But the spiritual birth has the power of resurrection behind it. The power of resurrection behind it. Isn't that amazing? I mean, what happens when a baby is born? It's a miracle. It's so amazing, so powerful. And it has the likeness of the parents. It has the likeness of the father and mother. And, and there's so much joy because a, a new person is coming to the world. What a miracle. But even more amazing is the miracle of rebirth, of being reborn through Christ Jesus. Because now you become truly free. There's no more slavery. Paul says that there's no longer any slave or free man, male or female, Jew or Gentile. There's no longer any of that. But all of us are one in Christ. We all have the same value. We all belong to the same Christ, the same Lord. We're all children of the Most High. We are from the, from the family of Abraham who was known to be the man who was a friend of God. And all the promises that Abraham received belong to us. This is why this morning I want us to take a, a quick look in our lives and figure out how do we How do we score in our understanding of obedience to God? How do we overcome all the habits, all the bad things, all the, all the issues that are constantly making our spirit sick and tired? And perhaps so many times you and I have been so disappointed with ourselves because of our behavior, because of what we've done. But the problem is that we have not, we have forgotten the fact that there is a Holy Spirit. There is a Holy Counselor. There is the power of wisdom and understanding of God. The Holy Spirit that has been given to us, just like the sign of circumcision today, the Holy Spirit is the sign of the covenant. Because what it does is it circumcises our heart, not the flesh, but our heart. And it gives us the power to overcome in all kinds of problems, in all kinds of, of sinful activity that can go by the wayside. We were reborn into the family of God.
free and forgiven, bound for glory, no matter what or who we are and how horrible our present life and circumstances may be. We belong to Christ. We have been brought into the family of God, adopted, and then given the, the stamp. There's a stamp. Every time a government employee goes through the, all the laws and you know, agrees that, yeah, you can have that license or you can have this thing uh, that you want, there's a stamp, the stamp of approval, the stamp that says, yeah, this is legal. This is what it's going to now stand in any court in the land. And this is the stamp of approval of God, the Holy Spirit. There's two ways to get free, Paul says, to the Galatian church. You can go the old way through the law. But that is impossible. Even if you're circumcised, he says, you still have to do all the commandments. And how many of you are able to throughout one hour in your life, just one hour in your life, to carry out all the commandments, to love God with all your heart and all your understanding and all your mind and all your strength. Not to lie, not to cheat, not to covet, not to bear false witness. I mean, all those laws, you have to say, he says, all those laws have to, be, have to be under your belt for you to be able to be saved to be able to stand before God and say, I have done everything you asked. But there's a better way that allows every one of us, whether we are strong in our character, whether we are failing and weak in our character. It doesn't matter how strong you are because it's not about your power, it's about the power of God. It's about the love of God. So we can, with the amazing power of God's Holy Spirit, we not only are able to understand who we are, but we have confidence that no matter how many times we fail, that He, because He is true to what He has promised, He will forgive us. If we ask for forgiveness, He will forgive us. The Holy Spirit inside you will confirm that you're forgiven. We have been sealed, signed, and delivered to heaven's door. This is the good news that we have this morning. You know, the problem is that we are sons and daughters of, Ab of, of Adam and Eve. And just like them, we, the first thing that comes into our hearts and our minds, we do a beeline for that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We want to be in control of our lives. But here, the Bible says that we need to trust God. We need that we have, now that we have access to the Holy Spirit, we need to ask the counselor of God that is in us. We need to be under his control, under his command. When we are born again, we develop a new nature. 
a new bud in our heart and life that becomes, that grows and becomes bigger and bigger and has more power over us and starts to shape us into Christ. The conquest is the key. This is the answer to our problems. And I know that from my own, my own struggle, I know that my first reaction when sin starts knocking on the door is to tell my will to not go, not open the door. That's my first thing. I just, have, I just say, no, I'm not doing it. But that doesn't work. Because sooner or later, so a lot of times we, we, get, we get surprised, right? You know, what? <laughs> and then everything starts to come out. Sooner or later we fail. And the, the point is that we have to stop trying to pit our will against the flesh. When I talk about flesh, when the Bible talks about flesh, it's not our body. There's nothing wrong with your body. Our bodies are neutral. They're not, they're not criminal. They're not, um, they're not slaves to sin. It's the flesh. What the Bible talks about, this, this evil nature in us, the Adamic nature in us, that creates the flesh which says, I will do what I want to do no matter what it costs me because I want to be free, in quotations. <laughs> I want to do what I want to do whenever I want to do it. I don't want anybody else to tell me what to do because I know who I am and I know what I like. So it's very difficult for us, for our will, to go against the flesh. Instead, we are to surrender our will to the Holy Spirit. This is the $5,000 answer. Instead of pitting our will against our flesh, we are to surrender our will to the Holy Spirit. This is the answer. This is the answer that evades us so many times. Next time you are in a decision mode and you are not sure which way to go and you realize that you've gone that way before and it cost you a lot of problems, this is the time to say, Holy Spirit, I cannot control my will. I cannot control my flesh. But I know that you live in me and that you love me and that you have poured all the love, the agape love of God into my heart. And I know that you are the spirit of wisdom and understanding. Will you please give me the strength that I need to resist temptation? That Satan will flee from me. I want you to take a couple of minutes right now. And think of just, of just a one, one issue that constantly frustrates you. Constantly, your nature constantly fails in that area of your life. Maybe it's relationships, maybe it's porn or, or sex or, or issues with money or issues with, you know, being proud and, you know, you want envious or whatever it is that you are struggling with. 
Number one, number two, number three, whatever that is. And speak to the Holy Spirit right now. I'm going to leave you a couple of minutes to, to do this. And also there's response cards that should be uh, uh, with, uh, with the program this morning. Uh, please pray that, ask, ask us to pray so that we can help you along. And uh, uh, also give us your reactions, your responses and your results. So that we may also praise God for you. Will you do this right now?